Hey guys, don't forget, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at helixsleep.com slash opie. We are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to my live stream, 500 feet above New York City. It's a nooner. That's right. Uh, sorry, I haven't been around in a while, but uh, it's the end of the year, and they they just shove all this stuff for the kids uh, uh, last week or two of school. There's all sorts of uh, assemblies and plays and teacher conferences. Uh, so it's been absolutely a madhouse around uh, around these parts and besides that besides that oh wait let me say hi to some people want to say hi to rj henners what's going on rj you are first on the facebook you got nick how are you nick you got my good friend mason down there in austin texas you are first on the youtube uh david turner is checking in and uh linda murphy and aaron michael and who else we got pat duffy checking this out i thought you would be working somewhere pat duffy so, yeah, it's been crazy with the end of the school year stuff that uh, we're trying to get the kids through. And then they got end of the year projects. It's just been absolutely insane. On top of that, it was my birthday. And thank you very much for all the birthday wishes. It made me very, very happy. On top of that, uh, this is the first day where I have solid poopy. Yes, the kid had uh, horrendous food poisoning through his birthday. So just imagine that. I had a great birthday, and the reason is because I have a wonderful wife, I got a wonderful family, and I got wonderful friends, and I got wonderful supporters. So besides the fact that uh, I was on the turlet, as my grandma would say, every 30 minutes for four days straight, the diagnosis was salmonella. So you're looking at salmonella face. This is literally the first day where I had a solid poop. Uh, I've been on the dark side, if you're asking. Oh, you weren't asking? Oh, I'm sorry. Because I was doing Pepto-Bismol. Lots and lots of Pepto-Bismol. And uh, finally, when everything came back together, it made my poopy black. But besides that, uh, you know, we're getting everything back together finally. Uh, Four days later, now it feels like it never happened, which is insane. Had the cramping, I had a fever, had a headache. Uh, and the doctor basically said, it looks like you got the salmonella and I know where I got the salmonella from, but I don't want to get sued. I went to one of those fancy chain restaurants, you know, where they say, uh, what kind of rice you want? Chicken or beef? You want some guacamole on that? I know it was you guys. I have no doubt in my mind. It was you guys. I wouldn't say the worst food poisoning of my life. That would go to the time when I went to um, Robert Moses Beach when I was in my 20s. And on the way, I stopped at a deli and got some potato salad in, uh, in mayo and a ham and cheese sandwich. Ham and Swiss, if you need to know, with mayo. And then I proceeded to let my, uh, my lunch sit on my towel for two or three hours before I ate it. And boy, that was the worst food poisoning of my life. And that's the famous story where it, it was so bad, 
and there was nothing else left in me but my butt's like, there's got to be more. And I was basically just dry heaving from my butt over and over again. Oh, is this too much for lunchtime? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but that only lasted a quick, you know, that was a quick blast. That was like 12 or 16 hours. This one was four days. And when you have food poisoning for more than a day or two, then you got to start looking at the salmonella. And uh, yes, I, I had the salmonella. And I know. I know it was you guys. I know. Would you like some chips and salsa with that? No, thank you. But if I say that without any uh, real proof, then, you know, then they could get all up in my, uh, well, don't get up in my, you know what, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a disaster zone right now. The police tape is still up, if you know what I mean. But, uh, oh, too much information? I'm sorry. Ed's saying food poisoning is the worst. Uh, this guy's saying you should never put mayo on ham, you think? I just figured, you know, the mayo in the sun. And I remember that day, it was the middle of summer, so it was close to 100 degrees. And it's just baking on my towel. <laughs> I'm not a sensitive boy. We've all done the uh, the food poisoning thing. So, uh, you know, but besides that, uh, you know, we're doing all right. Well, no, we're not doing all right. There's one one other thing. And that would be... You idiots have been looking at my dumb face on the live stream on a pretty regular basis for a couple of years now, right? Why didn't one of you tell me that? It looks like you got some skin cancer on your nose. That's why I'm wearing a hat right now to, to cover up. Uh, cover up. Uh, I got one over here. I got one over here. I got one over here. I got one on my ear. It's all being biopsied right now. And I got to thank the COVID for that. And the weird thing is that I, uh, I went to the skin doctor, right? And I, I love my skin doctor. She's, uh, I, I, I got to say it, she's, she's, she's hot. She's a very hot skin doctor. So uh, I get my skin checked, um, you know, once a year, sometimes twice a year. But because of the dumb COVID thing, a lot of us let things lapse so I haven't been there in over two years. And every time I go there, she takes some dumb acid and she burns pre-pre-skin uh, cancer off my face and my hands. Uh, the face and hands, because I, I was a caddy growing up, I know that's where I got it from. I was just baking in the sun day after day with no, uh, uh, no uh, suntan lotion because I wanted to look good for the ladies. And now that I'm an older gentleman, this uh, this pre pre skin cancer pops up all over the place and then she drops the acid on my face and then it kind of then it kind of like rolls down the side of my face and whatever it rolls through uh that skin is you know bye bye to it burns away and then she says i'm sorry and then it looks like a a, a dry riverbed on my face when she was only going for one spot but she's a very very good doctor and when i go there when i go there because <laughs> she's going to check my whole body, you know? When I go there, I, uh, I prepare. I prepare very nicely. Like I'm going on a date. I, I, I get my back shaved. I take my Manscaped razor, promo code Opie. I don't even know if they're a sponsor anymore. And I shave down my, uh, my pubes all nice. And I get ready like I'm going on a date. I'm polishing things, I'm washing things, I'm pulling things off my body. 
scrubbing my feet. And uh, because I know I'm going to be naked in front of uh, the doctor. And I got to tell you, she's, she's really hot. So I did that. I prepared for like two days. And I thought it would be just a normal checkup. I really did. I thought, okay, more pre-pre-skin cancer. She'll throw the acid down and that'll be it until next year. But it's been, like I said, two and a half years. I show up and her assistant, I'm in the room, you know, she goes, you could uh, strip down your, your underwear and put that robe on and she'll be right with you. And I go, I don't have any underwear on. And she looked at me all shocked and uh, didn't know what to say. But, you know, I, 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 uh, I didn't want to take off too many clothes when I went to the skin doctor. So I had like, I had flip flops on. I had uh, uh, some loose sweats and a T-shirt, so it was all nice. Quickly get it off. She, she body checks the hell out of me, and I get out of there, right, with a little acid dripped on my face to get rid of the pre-pre. So the lady's like, uh. And then I go, no, man, me and the doctor are good that way. I do this naked. <laughs> I do this naked. And she goes, uh, okay. I'm like, no, I'm serious. We're good that way. Who says that to a doctor? We're good that way. We're good with, with me being naked in front of her. Although I, I think she changed her policy because uh, it was never a keep your underwear on thing because she's got to lift your ball bag and, you know, look, uh, look for those hiding places for the pre-pre-skin cancer. So she knows she, she's got to, you know, uh, work around the underpants anyway. So it used to be you, you didn't wear underpants. So I don't know what the hell was going on. But I did tell the lady, we're good this way. She's like, oh, all right, I guess, okay. And then, uh, you know, she walks in. She hasn't seen me in two and a half years. She gives me a, uh, a great, great hug like we've been friends forever. And then uh, she proceeded to do the, uh, the full body checkup. And uh, she's, she's, uh, she's like uh, looking in between my toes. And I go, ah, sorry about my beach feet. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, I got some cream for that. I'm like, yeah, because I really was like scrubbing and polishing them and trying to get some of the dead skin off. She goes, ah, I got some cream for that. And then she's like, she looks at my back, which was freshly shaved. She goes, your back is perfect. And I go, I know it is. I do push-ups every day. So thank you very much. And then, uh. You know, we're doing small talk about, uh, you know, how the kids, how's the wife, how's your job. I'm like, well, you know, and I gave her the, the rundown of where I'm at in the last uh, two and a half years. We're having the small talk as she's checking every inch of my body. And then, uh, you know, she undoes the robe. And I'm like, oh, my, this is like crazy. This is nuts. And then uh, all of a sudden the small talk stops for a second as she li- she's lifting and looking around uh, the ball bag area. Making sure there's no pesky uh, uh, pre-pre cells, you know, hiding uh, around my ball bag. And then she says, turn over. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, she said I had a, 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 my back was perfect, but uh, okay. I, I guess I jumped ahead of that part of the story. She makes me turn over. Now I'm on my stomach with my bare ass for the world to see. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, it was so bad. She, uh, you know. Thank God I cleaned everything because I, I didn't expect this, but she decided, you never know. So she kind of like takes one of my ass cheeks and kind of kind of spreads it. Spreads it in a way where it wasn't violating, but spreads it enough to make sure there was no, uh, no pesky cancer cells hiding in that area, if you know what I mean. And then she's like, okay, we're almost done. And I go, yeah, I got one on my arm because you taught me. 
she taught me uh, what to look for, and that's the reason I went. And sure enough, there was one on my, um, one of my, uh, I can't really turn properly. There's one like halfway up my forearm. And she goes, yep, that's one. So she puts the acid down there to get rid of that. And then I go, I got this weird thing on, uh, you know, the side of my face. She goes, ooh, we got to take a better look at that. And she goes, I'll leave that until next time to see if it grows back. I go, it, gr- it always grows back. So then she takes out like a soldering iron. <laughs> and now I'm smelling my own flesh as she's burning the side of my face away. Right in here. I don't know if you can see it. I don't really want you to see it. That's why I'm a little further from the camera today. If you need to know the truth. And then she goes, oh, what's this bump on your left ear? I'm like, I don't know. I've been picking that for five years. Five years. <laughs> she goes, oh, boy, we should, uh, we got to biopsy that, too. I'm like, all right. So then she's sticking all these needles in me. And she goes, I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be worried. The, the one on your arm we took care of with the acid, the one on the side of your face, I don't think it's anything, but uh, we removed it anyway. The one on the ear is a little weird, but uh, we'll get that biopsied. And then she's looking at my, my lovely face. And she looked at this side of the face. Wait, wait, am I on the wrong side? Oh, no, she looked on this side of the face. She goes, you're looking good. And stopped mid-sentence. I'm like, ah, here we go. I got more pre-pre on my nose. Now she's going to have to burn off of the acid. She goes, ooh, that's a, that's a bit more advanced than pre-pre on your nose. And I'm like, oh, my God. So we got to biopsy that, too. And then she got on this side, and she goes, ooh. And then there's another one that's really bad over here. She goes, that one is, uh, yeah, we definitely got to biopsy that. And, she, and she, I go, well, what else could it be? And she didn't give me the, uh, the other thing it could be, which means she's pretty sure that I got uh, very early skin cancer over here and over here and possibly on my ear. And then she's like, it's not the type of uh, skin cancer to worry about, but we got to take care of it. If we uh, left it alone, it would be a disaster locally, which basically means this will just continue eating your nose. And she's like, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you to a plastic surgeon most likely, but let's wait for the results to come back. I'm like, all right. Uh, and I'm like, you sure? I have nothing to worry about. Now she's like, she has her arm on me, trying to calm me down a little bit. And she's talking to me. She's like, no, man, it's going to be a bit of a hassle. Thank God you're going to a plastic surgeon. And thank God, she goes, thank God they're both on the side of the nose. So I, th- I think they're going to go to town on my nose. And I sit here today thinking to myself, I've been on camera for like, for like two years and not one person said, ah, oh, man, that thing on your nose. You're commenting about everything else. You're commenting about my, my crooked teeth. You're trying to figure out if I'm losing my hair. But you couldn't, couldn't see that I had some abnormal crap on my damn nose. Unfortunately, I'm a victim of uh, the COVID where I blew off some of these... Um, some of these visits to to the doctor, and uh, instead of it just being a little acid burning off the pre pre, it's it's advanced to the to the next level where now they got to uh, you know they got to cut it out. It looks like uh, it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a definite, but I I can read people pretty pretty well, and uh, how I was reading her face and her mannerisms, and how she was putting her arm on my shoulder to calm me down. I'm like ah God, here we. go go here we go so the moral of the story kids uh, the skin cancer is very very treatable but you got to get uh, you got to get your body checked 
in my case, because I had a lot of sun growing up between my grandma's uh, Wading River house. She had a nice beach house on the Long Island Sound. And uh, and then uh, between that, I was caddying all the time at the Huntington Crescent Club. So I was just frying my skin all day long. And you walk down the fairway like this because you got to hold the the guy's uh, like driver in woods as you walk. You know, it gives you a little stability. So the sun was just beating down on my hands. So I get a lot of my hands. And then, of course, the nose from uh, from the sun. So just sucks. Something I'm going to have to go through. She she she's pretty convinced it's not uh, it's not the bad kind. It's uh, she's very convinced that it's the very, very uh, treatable kind. So. All right. Let me talk about Helix Sleep for a second and calm down a little bit. I got three mattresses from Helix Sleep, by the way, and they are offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at helixsleep.com slash opie. My relationship with Helix Sleep, my relationship, it started with the fact that I needed some mattresses and I went online and honestly, this was way before I got involved with these guys. They had great reviews all over the place. And they're like, you got to try the Helix Sleep mattress. It's absolutely amazing. And the unboxing is really, really cool because they basically mail the mattress to your house. It's shrink-wrapped. You cut that plastic and all of a sudden the mattress comes to life in front of your eyes. I'm like, oh, man. So I took a chance and I got uh, my first one from uh, Helix and I absolutely loved it. And then I got a company that helps me with sponsorships for the podcast. I told them about my experience with Helix Sleep. They got a hold of them, and they're like, hell, we'll advertise with him. And since then, I've I've gotten two more mattresses from Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They know everyone's unique, so they got mattresses for everybody. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you are matched to, and the mattress comes, like I said, right to your door, shipped for free. That's key, by the way. You don't ever need to go to the mattress store again. Ah, All right, just go to helixsleep.com slash opie and just take the quick two-minute sleep quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at helixsleep.com slash opie. Let me do that again. HelixSleep.com slash Opie for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. And then on top of that, uh, I got the side view mirrors on my car finally fixed. And I was I was trying to work with the guys, but in the end I had to pay $1,300.50 to get two new side view mirrors. Wait, Jennifer first. Today I learned Opie got his taint examined and then held some guy's wood. Jennifer Furs, you are a funny one. Very, very good. Yes, that's exactly what I did. Well, that's exactly what I did. Yes. And then I, I, I went to pick up my car. And this was in the middle of the salmonella outbreak. So I was on an electric scooter with my stomach just going, just a gurgling. So I had to use, uh, I had to use their bathroom. I blew up their bathroom. I don't care. I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. I don't care what shape the bathroom's in. I don't care if it's your your home bathroom. If I'm over at your house, I'm going there, and I'm going to blow it up if I have to go. That's just how I roll. So I got there. I'm like, well, first off, can I use your bathroom? It was a long ride, I said, even though I was only, I don't know, like 10, 12 blocks away. And then I uh, proceeded to, uh, you know, do my thing. 
to uh, take care of my salmonella. Salmonella in the morning. Uh, I took care of my salmonella. And then I, I paid the $1,350. And then I um, proceeded to get in my car. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I pushed the automatic uh, side view mirror thing. And they, they, they weren't moving. <laughs> so I tell the guy who was absolutely awesome. He's like, you're kidding. And then I don't know what it was, but he got it to work. And then I, I drove off saying, thank you, very, thank you very much for allowing me to give you $1,300.50 for probably a job that should have cost half that. According to you idiots that got a hold of me uh, way too late. And then it turns out, you know, I'm on, uh, it's, it's really no secret, I'm on the Upper West Side. And uh, there is an Instagram account that talks about all the doings of the Upper West Side. And guess what? You know, the kid used to get national press for all his uh, radio shenanigans. And now uh, I get a mention in the, uh, in the local blog about my side view mirrors. And then I learned, ah, oh, doggy, thank you. I needed this. Doggy's been taking care of my wounds. They're, they're healing nice. Here, sit down, doggy. Then I learned... That obviously it's an epidemic here in New York City that uh, they're taking side view mirrors from cars that are parked on the streets. And now I got to start thinking about moving my car back into that damn garage that costs, you all know the price, but basically close to $1,000 a month. I, I have no choice because I don't really want to deal with this. And, and I'm learning other things. So they're, they're, uh, they're stealing the side view mirrors. We've talked about that. They're stealing the catalytic converters. And I even asked the guy, this is how stupid I am. I was never a car guy. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say. Uh, I go, how do I know they didn't steal my catalytic converter? And the one guy turns to all the other people, the other workers at the joint, and they all just start laughing. And he goes, you would know. And I'm like, how would I know? And then he made the noise of starting up a car that doesn't have a catalytic converter anymore. And I'm like, ah, thank you. Which, by the way, sounded a lot like my stomach uh, did during the salmonella. Damn salmonella. So they're stealing the catalytic converters. They're stealing the side view mirrors. And then I learned, because there's a few pictures online in our neighborhood, by the way, that they're also stealing airbags. So I got to apologize to Vinny Scaramuzzo because he thought my airbags were stolen. I'm like, dude, that's... That's nuts. Who the hell would steal my airbags? But it turns out that's part of, uh, part of this whole epidemic thing. See, people have figured out, opportunists have figured out that, uh, you know, auto parts are very, very valuable. I guess obviously they always have been. But back in the day, they would just smash your mirror, take your change and move on. And now um, they realize, screw the change. I could get a lot of money for the catalytic converter. I could get a lot of money for the side view mirrors. And I could get a lot of money for the airbags. So what they're doing is smashing the window, which obviously causes a commotion and it's going to get the attention of people. But this is the rub. They know how to get the airbags out of your car within, I want to say seconds, but let's say within a minute that you, that them smashing your window doesn't mean anything to them because they know they could get away within a minute. Unless uh, a brave, uh, you know, good Samaritan tries to tries to tackle them, but they know that doesn't happen in New York City. Everybody just ignores all this craziness when they see it in front of their eyes. But they're stealing airbags too. Airbags. What does my ex have to do with this? 
with this. Sorry. Wop, wop. Eton Burke. Very good. I wish I uh, read your line a little better. I apologize. Hi, Greg Buell. How are you? Good to see you. So, yeah, I mean, these people are getting uh, whatever parts they can from, um, from um, these luxury cars. But mine's not really a luxury car anymore. My car's seven or eight years old. So it's been, uh, it's been, quite, uh, it's been quite insane, to say the least, between the, the Sale Manila, getting the side view mirrors uh, fixed, uh, the, uh, what looks like some early, uh, early stages of skin cancer around my nose and my ear. It's been a little nuts. And then, of course, the kids with their end-of-year school stuff, which has uh, been a lot. It's been a lot. All right, do you need help with your boner? Well, that came out of nowhere, Ope. You got to try the Blue Chew service free. When you use the promo code Opie at checkout, you just pay the $5 shipping and you'll get your first month free. I'm not going to lie to you. I was thinking about Blue Chew before I went to the skin doctor, but then I thought, that's going over the line. The fact that me and the doctor have this agreement where I do the whole thing completely naked, that's not going over the line. But thinking about... Ah, you know, blue chew before going into the doctor's office. I'm not stupid. I know that's going over the line. Blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Yeah, the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, done online, you don't have to deal with the pharmacy. And they're discreet. It doesn't come to your house with the word boner on the side of the package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew could help. And we've got a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Opie, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And, of course, we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. So what do you guys think of the school shooting? That old gag. It's like a rinse and repeat. It's just unbelievable. Like, literally nothing changes. We just talked about this when, when uh, the shooting in Buffalo happened. I, I gave my whole spiel. You can go back on my podcast feed and hear it for yourself. And I even said that there'll be another one right around the corner. And here we are. And it's another school shooting with very, very young kids. And don't even think, well, this time. Well, this time. No, no, there's going to be no this time. Both sides are digging in. They don't want to listen to each other whatsoever. And uh, you got the politicians with their thoughts and prayers, which I said, basically, there's very few things in life that are more infuriating than a politician saying thoughts and prayers because they know that's all they could do. Both sides are too scared to do anything. Nothing will change. What's the most depressing thing about this? You know, when it's young kids, it, 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 really, it really hits you right in the gut even more than, uh, uh, you know, that this is what we're used to. 
oh, the regular mass shootings are bad, but when it happens to, you know, younger kids, it really hits you in the gut. This is, we've, we're all getting just uh, desensitized to all of this stuff. But the one thing that has uh, driven me uh, nuts about this whole thing is the fact that there's literally, and I mean literally, no empathy for the victims, the young kids, and their families. There's no empathy whatsoever. Everyone is like using this tragedy to make sure they, they uh, solidify their, their political stance on, on guns in America. Look, the fact is, and a lot of people are scared to say this, we have a major gun problem in America. And for anyone to deny that, you're the one that's mentally ill. Of course we have a major gun problem in America. How we solve that, I have no idea, and I'm not even going to attempt to figure it out. Both sides should admit that we have an absolute gun problem in America. Of course we do. Of course we do. And it's not an easy uh, problem to solve. Mental health needs to be the conversation and neither side wants to deal with it. Well, that's part of the problem. But like I, like I made a little video on my Instagram reels, Opie Radio on the Instagram, Opie Radio on the TikTok. A lot of people, because they don't want to focus on the guns as far as this issue goes, they focus on mental illness. And they're saying that's why there's all these mass shootings. But the problem is why that, that doesn't uh, completely stick is the fact that the rest of the world doesn't have this same problem. So are you trying to tell me the rest of the world doesn't have a mental illness problem? That's part of the issue. Uh, but the lack of empathy toward, um, toward the kids and, and their families, that's what drives me uh, nuts about this. Absolutely drives me nuts about it. it it's, just, it's just incredibly sad. Uh, school security's crap. I'm with you, Kenneth. You know, I got kids in school. I'm, uh, I'm fortunate um, to say that, you know, my kids go to a school that, let's just say they take it a little more seriously than most schools out there in America. But after every one of these school shootings, at the very least, we can ramp up uh, our schools and, and make them more secure. And I, I know we've done a little bit here and there. Now I think some of the doors finally lock. When I was growing up, you just walked in and out of schools like it was nothing. So I know they tried that where some of the schools have some of the doors that lock. <laughs> and then some of the schools have invested in um, uh, like metal detectors and stuff like that. But at the very least, at the very least, the focus should be on making these uh, schools like very, and I mean very, very secure. And we don't even do that for whatever reason. I don't give a crap if, if my kids are, are uh, walking through metal detectors. I don't care. Put metal detectors at every front door and keep the damn doors locked. But at the very least, we could start there. But you know what? A couple weeks will go by. The coverage will get off the news. The news is just despicable. They, they absolutely are grooming the next shooter. By sensationalizing uh, this whole thing. Of course they are. Of course they have responsibility in this. Of course they do. A few weeks will go by and then, uh, you know, we'll start moving on and going, Hey, uh, you know, summer's here. Football's right around uh, the corner. And then, of course, we'll pick up our phones and see another one. And another one after that. 
And then the two sides, the Republicans and the Democrats, and shut up with your crap that I'm a lefty. I'm not. They... But they don't talk to each other. Ah, oh, they could give terrific speeches all day long. They could get on their TikTok to get their numbers up as they're in tears talking about it. But the fact is, they got to have some serious conversations uh, between themselves. Instead of, I'm going to talk about it over here. Well, I'm going to talk about it over here. And they don't want to face each other. I'm like, I mean, I guess I'm making all the points I said I already made. But, uh, you know, like, like I said, we have an absolute gun problem in America. Uh, how we solve it, I have no idea. Uh, my, my point, which I, I say over and over. I, I probably have made these points no less than 12 times. This was an issue that we really needed to look at before Columbine. How long was Columbine? That's like 25 years ago at this point, right? Now in the year 2022, really? It, it, it's, it's basically impossible to solve this. So at the very least, stop making our schools a soft target. Can we do that? Can both sides get together at least and go, all right, look. You want every single gun uh, to disappear from America. And, you know, we want everyone to have a goddamn tank. So let's just, let's just shelve that. And let's talk about something real that maybe we could solve together. How about you have kids, I have kids. Why don't we try to make our schools airtight and as secure as possible? Can we do that at least? Are they, are they capable of doing that? I have no idea. It's, it's just exhausting to look at these politicians. I, I just despise all of them. Absolutely all of them. And nothing shows you how useless a politician is than after a mass shooting. As they just sit there on their hands. The right says mental health and then does nothing to increase care for people such as health care for all. Owning guns is a right, but not having health care. They don't give a flying F about anything until it affects them directly. God, Ferris, what are you doing for the next five years? You want to co-host a podcast? Very good, Jennifer Ferris. Yeah, I think you're right, E. Tom Burke. Uh, in retrospect, Sandy Hook marked the end of the U.S. Uh, gun control debate. Once America decided killing children was bearable, it was over. Dan Hodges said that. All right. That's uh yeah, that's a that's a absolutely great point. You know, I, I had little faith, but then after the Sandy Hook thing, I was stupid like a lot of us like, okay, finally we're gonna try to figure this out. And the funny thing is if you go uh try to figure this out, immediately people go, You ain't taking my guns <laughs> I just said, finally maybe we can figure this out. <laughs> Jesus. People are crazy. Of course, we have a mental uh, a, a mental issue in this country. A mental problem, I should say. Of course we do. I'm a little fired up. All you have to do is go on your social media. Of course. The whole country's mentally ill. But after Sandy Hook, I was one of those stupid people like, okay, finally, I think, uh, I think this is uh, the, the tipping point. And then, you know, you had Obama at the White House with the victims' families, and he has tears in his eyes, and of course that was fake, supposedly. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I just don't have time. 
Why do you think I spend uh, the majority of my time staring at an ocean knowing there's not an asshole for hundreds, hundreds, thousands of miles and then just stare at my pole? Because I, I don't have time for people like that. They, was, they were fake tears. They were fake tears. Were they fake tears? <sighs> but after that, I'm like, you know what? It is over, Johnny. If they aren't going to do anything significant after the Sandy Hook tragedy, they are never going to tackle this issue. And then you fast forward. I don't know. I don't know how long ago Sandy Hook was. You fast forward, it happens again to uh, children just as young, maybe even a little younger, and don't even, oh, don't even, wow, what was that? I, I did a little, <laughs> a little air got, a little air got caught. Don't even, don't even, uh, don't even think that they're uh, gonna gonna figure it out after this horrendous, horrendous uh, tragedy. <sighs> but I was tricked. I was tricked. I'm like, all right, in America, I think we finally found enough, and we're going to figure this out. You ain't gay. I just said we're just going to try to figure it out. Relax. Relax. I, too, have a few. I, too, have a few guns. Well, Henry, um, we're on the same page. You're not wrong. I think there's too many guns in America, and I think we have a major gun problem in America. But, uh, yeah, this is one of my themes, and I'll say it here. We're on the same page. There are too many guns in America to actually make strict laws on them. Uh, oh, honest question. How come there weren't school shootings back when our generation went to school? Access to guns was still there. What has changed? Um, I, I, I think uh, I, I think a lot has changed. I think um, the invention of like uh, cable news and around-the-clock coverage and social media. Uh, back when, when we had tragic things happen in our lives, we only had... This is how old I am now. Three to five uh, TV channels. So there was barely any coverage. And then the media glorifies this goddamn stuff. And then there's a kid somewhere uh, paying close attention. And then I don't think we take care of uh, the mental illness problem as as much as we should. A lot of that has gone bye-bye. Our healthcare system has gone pretty much bye-bye. Which I'm finding because, you know... Why should, uh, you know, early stages of skin cancer be covered? You owe $1,800 for the first visit? Oh, okay, but it's not covered. Yeah, it's not covered. <laughs> it's not covered. And we just, we just accept all this. So I think it's a, I think it's a bunch of things. I absolutely, absolutely do, because I'm not one of these dummies that think, all right, let's uh, let's ban, let's say we ban all guns, right? I know that's crazy, and I don't want that. Oh, look at this guy, he's mad. Are you mad? Oh, piece of douche, are you mad? <laughs> Am I going against your political belief? <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm, I'm making some, some, uh, uh, I'm making sensible points. And the next one is another sensible point. I don't want all guns banned in America, but let's say we did. I don't think that solves the problem. Are you still mad, Mike? <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's a problem right there. No one wants to listen. No one wants to listen. They all want uh, you know, to defend their political beliefs to the end. No one wants to listen. I mean, one guy said to me today, he goes, uh, Ope. 
because you know that uh, there are 11 other countries that have more mass shootings than America. Instead of going, shut up. I said, oh, really? I'm going to look into that. Thank you. I haven't yet. I've been busy, but I'm going to look into that. Because I, I, I like trying to get knowledge. Our healthcare system is uh, far worse than you think. No, I know how bad it is. Uh, we've gone through some things like any other family. We know how bad it is. But we're the greatest country on earth, oh. Man, if you can't even take care of your people with proper health care, but as soon as you say that, you're livered. No. Sensibly, I think as one of the most powerful and richest countries in the world, we should take care of our people with regular health care. Basic, good health care that doesn't cost a goddamn arm and a leg. Uh, your copay is uh, $2,500. What? I got health I got health insurance. Yeah, but the copay. They just invented copays to get to grab even more money from you. Oh, they all just stink. Andy Volan copay. Uh, copay schmopay. <laughs> yeah. That copay crap drives me nuts. You know, I had another little thing. Very little thing. Uh, I, I needed a blood test for something. Everything is uh, completely fine. But I need a little blood test thing, right? You know that my copay was $7.89 and I didn't pay it because it just like fell through the cracks. They've been busting my balls and calling and emailing and texting, basically saying, where the hell is our $7.89? Holy crap. And I said, relax, you're going to get your $7.89. Oh, I like what Joe says. Rant over. Oh, with a question mark? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm pissed off like everybody else. You know when you get so mad and there's nothing you can do about it, so you kind of like, you kind of start running in place and just punching imaginary objects? Do you do that or is it just me? <laughs> but kind of doing that uh, in my apartment. It's Because it's just so frustrating. This dumb rant I did about guns and school shootings I did 10 years ago sort of wasn't allowed to talk as much as I I do now but I sort of did and it you know it drives you nuts when you see absolutely nothing being done about it you ain't take it we want just something done about it relax maybe have an open mind maybe we could do something about mass shootings, and it doesn't mean taking your guns away. Ooh, interesting now, isn't it? But as soon as you say we got to do something, it, it, it means that people are, uh, you know, want to go for a gun grab. I, I, it's exhausting, and that's why, that's why you'll see me all summer just casting into that ocean, knowing that the next a-hole is thousands of miles in front of me across the ocean and that makes me feel very very happy